Hey, welcome back to the Motivational Intelligence Podcast, where we talk to some of the world's most accomplished people about how they motivate themselves and how they motivate others. I'm Sean Johnson, and this is a three-part series on the virus that has the world standing still right now, COVID-19. So in this three-part series, we're talking to the top brass at 2Logical about the lessons they've learned over the years and the leaders they've observed in turbulent times from Black Monday to 9-11 to the financial crisis of 2008 and a whole bunch more. This episode is my conversation with John Casey, and John goes into the best practices, tools, tips, tactics that you can be using right now to navigate COVID-19. But before we dive in, uh, I have a public service announcement. So as a result of all the challenges popping up from COVID-19, Too Logical is doing something unique. With podcasts now more popular than ever, and a lot of workforces are now suddenly remote, we think it might be a good idea for companies to have their own internal podcast. Might be one of the best things you can do for yourself and your people and your organization right now to keep everybody on the same page. So what we're doing is we're offering to produce a free internal podcast for up to five organizations. This will be a private podcast available exclusively to your employees. It'll be co-branded with your company, produced by our top trainers, and it'll be completely customized to your organization. So it might include things like interviews with top performers, strategy talks with executives, stories from the front lines, tips, best practices, those kinds of things and a whole bunch more. So in case you need some help selling this internally, uh, Two Logical was actually just named one of the top 20 leadership training companies in the world by training industry. And we can only do this for five organizations. And once the slots are filled, they're filled. So if you're interested, get your name in early, fill out an application at twological.com. Until next time, please enjoy. The Motivational Intelligence Podcast is produced by the award-winning team at Two Logical the world's leading expert in motivational intelligence and one of 2020's top 20 leadership training companies in the world as recognized by training industry. As a result of the challenges popping up from COVID-19, Two Logical is doing something unique for a limited time. With podcasts more popular than ever and a suddenly remote workforce, having your own internal podcast might be one of the best things you can do for your people and your organization right now. We're offering to produce a free internal podcast for you, no strings attached. This will be a private podcast available exclusively to your employees, co-branded with your company, produced by our top trainers and completely customized to your organization. We can only do this for five organizations and once the slots are filled, they're filled. So if you're interested, get your name in early and fill out an application at twological.com. All right, we're back with John Casey, quarantine edition. John, how you doing, man? Hey, Sean, I'm I'm, I'm doing okay. Uh, got the whole family uh, sequestered here with me, and uh, the happiest person in the house is the dog. Uh, this dog is getting a ton of attention and a whole lot of walks, but uh, it's yeah. all good. Thanks. How about you and yours? <laughs> Good, good. Kind of same. I think uh, I think dogs all over the place are really pumped about whatever's going on. <laughs> so everybody's well, and, and, and giving them attention. And, and they are the greatest teachers of uh, forgiveness and, and patience, uh, two things that we certainly need a little bit more of, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, cool. Well, I've been uh, I've been looking forward to, to chat and I think this is a uh, obviously a really unique time with everything going on with COVID-19 and the world is chaos a little bit right now. Um, and so 
you know, this is something that we haven't really seen before, but I think that's, that's true of, of any crisis. It's always, it's a crisis because it is unpredictable and we're forced to make adjustments and, and adapt to it. So I kind of wanted to open this conversation, you know, just a little bit broad. You've been, you've traveled around the world for decades. You've advised companies, small companies, large companies, all sorts of different industries. Uh, and you've been around of a lot of turbulent times in the past of whether it was 9 uh, 11 or, uh, you know, the 2008 financial crisis. Um, so, just from your experience, you know, it seems like in times like these, there, there are always people and businesses that emerge stronger and better on the other end after the dust settles. In your experience, what do those people or businesses have in common? What are the best practices that they're embracing in terms of how they're leading themselves right now, how they're leading their teams or their businesses in these turbulent times? Well, Sean, that, that, that of course, is a, is a huge and important question um, that should not only be asked uh, in, in uh, turbulent or difficult times, it should be asked in, in, in all times because it helps us prepare uh, mentally uh, and, and then physically uh, for, for what may come. Um, well, well, first of all, uh, I don't necessarily prefer the word turbulent. Um, there is no doubt that these times are crazy, turbulent, uh, many, many adjectives we can use to describe them. Uh, but also, uh, you know, if we just use the word turbulent, that may limit uh, some folks thinking. So it's often in these times that massive innovation or creativity is also created um, because of, uh, uh, of these uncertain or unpredictable times, as you said. Um, <clears throat> So I like, uh, instead of turbulent times, I like challenging times or disruptive times or recalibration times. Uh, Winston Churchill uh, called them stern times. Uh, and of course he was referring to the blitz uh, when, when uh, uh, the United Kingdom was being bombed relentlessly by the Nazis um, in 1940. Uh, he, he said this uh, to, to the British people, he said, do not let us speak of darker days. Let us speak rather of sterner days. These are not dark days. These are great days. The greatest days our country has ever lived. And we must all thank God that we have been allowed, each of us, according to our stations, to play a part in making these days memorable in the history of our people. So that was... Winston Churchill reframing uh, very terrible times um, uh, back in 1940, and and, and I think it, it it did give the you know the British folks uh, more of a stiffer spine, uh, and and they certainly did handle uh, that difficult challenge. So I, I guess one of the the first things is how are we branding or labeling? Uh, these times that we're going through right now, uh, because as leaders, um, others will key off of us. So uh, that, that's kind of one of one of my first comments about your your initial question. Yeah, no, I think that's absolutely true. You know, I, there's even stats. I was, I was, you know, doing some. I've been doing a lot of reading and research during these times, and uh, and, and actually during times like these where. Uh, during recessions and things like that, some of the best 
new businesses or business reinventions have happened during these times uh, because I think it forces people to be more innovative, be more creative, look at things a little bit harder, uh, work a little bit harder to figure things out. And I think so much of that is being able to see the opportunity in, in what's going on versus just, oh, woe is me kind of mentality. Yeah, no, it's, it, it, that's exactly right. And, uh, you know, we, we talk a lot, as you know, uh, and, and those that are, are familiar with Two Logical know that we talk about, you know, your status quo um, is a threat uh, because it prevents, you know, that reinvention and whatnot. So when we have an opportunity like this that you can't even plan for, uh, it forces us to get out of our, our status quo, uh, and, and that can be a catalyst uh, for, for growth. Here, here are some other vital best practices that that I think um, uh, leaders and organizations uh, should be paying attention to uh, during times like these. So, you know, as, as a big reminder, uh, the, the team's head and heart are, are always uh, the culture uh, of a team and thus the most important aspect of it. Uh, so, so leaders need to currently understand and be taking the current pulse uh, of their culture uh, to, you know, figure out where, where that head and heart is, is at. So one of the best ways to do that is just to be present, uh, just to, to, to be there uh, with your people, to be available, uh, to have two-way conversations. And, and of course, listen. Um, you know, listening is such a uh, underutilized art in, in, in good times, but it really does uh, need to be raised uh, to, to a higher level in, in these times. <clears throat> you know, some bosses that, that don't know how and why it's so important um, to just listen uh, to, to the team, to ask and, and, and pay attention and, and, and use silence so people will reveal more. Uh, it's so important now, um, but there's so many leaders that don't understand why it's so important um, or how to do it, how to actually, uh, you know, be open and engaging. Uh, and, and some leaders don't believe in their ability to do it. So they just find other stuff to do. Uh, and if that other stuff to do is, 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 you know, hiding behind a closed door or a screen or just relying on email, that, that's probably the wrong path to go down. <clears throat> so now it's time for, you know, less email and, and, and more phone calls if you're sequestered. Um, uh, if you do happen to be working in person, you know, from, you know, six to 10 feet away, trying to get eye contact. I think those are some of uh, the most important things to do. And of course, when you're listening to your, your folks, uh, and, and obviously this is true for your family members too, um, listen actively, which of course means listen with the intent, not of replying to what they're saying, but to retaining it, to perhaps even repeating it back to them. You know, a great active listening technique is just to repeat what you've heard. So, so what I'm hearing you tell me is, and then you kind of repeat back what they've just said, because we clearly let them know, I've listened. I internalized that. I, I heard that. Uh, so instead of just replying right away or trying to fix anything, um, just, you know, don't necessarily be ready to jump in and fix anything. Just, just listen and take it all in. And then maybe use silence so they, that they keep talking a little bit. Um, so that, that's a technique I like to use all the time and, 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 and certainly during these times. Um, and, and along with our communication is to 
you know, we have to talk about difficult stuff, topics to our business, uh, the uncertainty that the, the, the world of the future may hold. So I guess the next piece of advice or guidance that, that I have seen great leaders use is to not pad the difficult messages. Um, you know, be, be candid, be straight up. Um, you know, don't necessarily use gallows humor or, you know, really allow that downward cycle to perpetuate, uh, but be open and candid. Uh, and, and sometimes all we have to say is, well, I, I don't know yet. Um, and, um, you know, that's, that's okay. Uh, that's okay. Um, the most important thing as leaders is, is, is our own example uh, during these times. Um, and being open and candid about every topic, uh, including just saying, yeah, I know, it really does suck. Because <laughs> that might be all that, that we can say. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, a couple, and a couple of things running through my mind is, as you're talking about that, I think one thing that is with everything going on right now, from a leadership perspective, it can be a great opportunity to build bonds with people um, because people are dealing with a lot, you know, and it's, and it's a lot of it is even outside the scope of, of work. You know, there's a lot of chaos and things to figure out within the business or within, within a team, but people are also just worried about their family. They're worried about their friends. They're um, you know, the, so bonding on that personal level, I think is a, is an opportunity during these times where you really start to build a bond with people to be there for them, not only from a professional perspective, from, but from a personal perspective. And even if it's just as a sounding board to, Hey, I'm worried about my family and, you know, just listening to that and saying, yeah, I'm worried about my family too, or whatever it may be. Um, I think that's a huge opportunity to come out the other side of this with a really strong bond with people. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You know, um, we talk so much about rapport building and how that's such a key um, skill for any leader. Let's really get to know other people. Uh, so you're right. That, that is a, a best practice in, in good times and in, 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 in challenging times in any time uh, is to really have that rapport building bond with your folks. So uh, I, I do agree with you on that, but you know, Sean, there's some things that uh, you know, leaders can do all the time. Uh, including in, in these times, um, <clears throat> reminding our team members about how important what they do is and how vital it is to the organization's success uh, of what they as individuals and what the team does as a whole. Um, reminding the, the why of, of why their role and the team exist, I, I think is important. Uh, because it reminds us uh, of our importance in our professional lives. <clears throat> you know, every team has a brand or a reputation, uh, and the best leaders are continuing to proactively build that brand, that reputation on, on two levels. It's performance and execution, and it's also per perception and, and reputation. So those are two other best practices that, that I've seen leaders do in good times or bad times, um, it, it is really speak to and remind the importance of what they do and the vision of the team. And, you know, every team, every organization, every individual 
has past success stories that may have actually carried them through the last difficult time uh, professionally or personally. So this is a time to really um, remind our team members of their own success stories or their team success stories or their family success stories. Um, and, you know, not only talk about those, those past successes and how they've gotten through uh, challenging times, uh, but also to talk about future success stories, uh, about what things can look like uh, when we, we come out of this and, and what, you know, starting to create what that other side looks like. So one of the things that, that I call this um, is when there is uncertainty, the leader needs to create certainty. So what, what we think that means is that um, there are some things that don't change regardless of the times. And one of the things is our values, our values as a team, our values as a corporation, our, our, our values as, um, you know, people, uh, you know, who we decided to be. Um, reminding ourselves of, um, you know, what we, we call motivational intelligence, which is just accountability, adaptability, resilience, initiative, and courage. What about retelling the stories where, where those have been demonstrated in the past or drawing them out of others if we don't necessarily know them as well? So, you know, those stories don't change. The values don't change. Um, you know, hopefully each leader uh, and, and professional has made a commitment when they started their career to be the best, to be the best in whatever role they were challenged by, to, to, to uh, embrace the goals they were given and, and believe that they can achieve them. But that commitment to being the best, that shouldn't be wavering in, in these times as well. And, and of course, um, you know, servant leadership, which is something we talk about all the time, uh, you know, all great leaders have applied um, the, the law of service, as we call it. And, and that's a reminder for all of us. The only way to get what we want is to help enough others get what they want first. And that doesn't necessarily apply just to our customers. It applies probably first and foremost to our direct reports, our employees, our team members. So those are some of the uh, the things I've seen uh, traveling around the world in uh, working with leaders across industry in, in, in good times and in challenging times. And, you know, some of those are, are, are more important in these times than uh, they have uh, been before. But all of those things are, are best practices that leaders should be paying attention to uh, in any time frame. Yeah, for sure. And and I think, you know, it strikes me in in, you know, hearing you talk about all of these kind of different best practices, these are best practices that are always best practices. They're not just best practices right now. They're best practices in good times uh, and in, in, in bad times. And it seems like the opportunity right now is that when you apply these best practices, the, it, it's a, a geometric return at this point. You know, when, you, when you're applying these best practices in challenging times is probably when the ROI on them is the highest. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it, it's easy. It's really easy, Sean, <clears throat> to lead when times are good. Almost yeah. anybody can do it. <clears throat> and by the way, our team members do not necessarily remember how they were led in good times because they're kind of off hitting it on their own. 
Um, mm-hmm. But what most direct reports do remember is how their boss behaved in the difficult times, um, the challenging times, the disruptive times. That's what often creates a leader's reputation or legacy. Uh, so certainly uh, they're keying off of us and, and we should be paying very close attention uh, to our behavior on both levels. Yeah, for sure. I think, and, you know, some of the, even just on a personal level, so this is definitely true from a leadership perspective is a lot of the the great stories and things that we look back on and great bonds that we built with people is when we kind of were in the trenches with them and there was something challenging and, you know, kind of, you're kind of taking it on together. And that's yeah. always something that people can look back on. And I, yeah, I think you're right. That's, that's how reputations are formed from, for, for leaders. So, all right. So those are, are great kind of general best practices. Let's get a little bit more tactical. If, if you don't mind, what are some of the habits or the tools or the exercises that leaders specifically should really be focusing on leveraging or using during all of this chaos? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. And, and uh, much like our, our earlier list, this list too may be a, a good list um, for leaders to have been doing all along with their teams. But, but as we know, regarding leadership, it, it, it's never too soon uh, and it's never too late. Um, uh, as we like to say, too soon and too often is better than too late and not enough. So here's a, yeah. a, a couple of items uh, that um, are, 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 are reminders uh, to be doing all the time, but certainly more so now. Uh, we talk a lot about the leadership tool of uh, self-reflection, uh, and it's a simple, simple thing. It's just asking ourselves or our team members individually or as a group, the three most powerful questions in leadership, and that is, you know, what are what are I, uh, what what am I, or what are we doing well? And we can ask that question at the end of a day, at the end of a week. We can ask it to ourselves. We can ask it to others. But it's really using our mental energy to come up with, because there always is, what are we doing well? What are we learning? Where are we growing? Where are we moving some dials? The mental energy we spend time in there may be exponentially uh, leveraged. And, you know, most people, um, most minds that are left untouched by the hands of great leadership will default to the negative and they will default faster during challenging times. So this daily reflection habit with us will ensure that we're keeping our role model, our example uh, to the highest standards, but also it will draw out others to really start looking uh, for their own. Um, so that's, that's something that, uh, you know, is a very tactical thing that we can do at the end of each day or at least at the end of a week with our team members and with ourselves. So, um, and that, really ties in into the next one, which is increasing communication and engagement. Uh, and even if we're, you know, working from home, um, you know, the conference calls or the one-on-one calls uh, or the Zoom calls or the Skype calls or the WebEx calls, where it's dialogue, 
uh, instead of just one-way um, monologue communication via email. So the increasing uh, instead of decreasing in communication and engagement and daily reflection are, are two at the top of that list. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think particularly in, in times like these, I, I like what you said about making it dialogue and not just a, a one-way uh, you know, shoot of, of information or instruction, but making it a dialogue. I think in times like these where it's particularly challenging and there's so much unknown out there, so much of what people on teams want is just to be heard. They just want to feel like they're heard and that their concerns are being taken into consideration or their ideas are being taken into consideration. And that is so much of, I think, during times like these, what will bring a team together is just making sure everybody's heard and brainstorm, kick ideas around. And, and those, oftentimes those are the best ideas that come out. Yeah. And, and you know, it's, it, we've got almost, Sean, a license to really have some crazy and maybe even cool team or one-on-one -on -one meetings. Uh, I think we can, why not? Why not do some really crazy yeah thought experiments, like ask some big what if questions yeah. um, or, you know, imagine uh, questions. You know, I, I love asking folks, uh, especially of our clients, I, I often go on tours of facilities and, you know, uh, manufacturing locations and, and field offices. And I love just bumping around, you know, talking to you know, anybody that, that, that I bump into at our clients' facilities and, and just kind of ask them uh, some cool questions. You can learn so much. I love asking frontline troops, you know, hey, if this were your small family business, what would you do differently about how you, you do your part of the business? Because most frontline troops have never been asked uh, a, a question like that. Um, you know, asking them about their, their role, you know, what do you like um, uh, about what you do um, repetitively throughout the week? What are some activities that are really important to us that you like to do and think you're good at? Why can't we just have a conversation that, that opens up uh, that way with our people or uh, turn that coin over, uh, ask our folks, um, you know, what, what do you do uh, over the course of the work week um, that's a really important activity that frustrates you and why? And just giving them that platform. So whether it's what if conversations, imagine conversations, or, you know, talking specifically about their high path activities and which ones they love and which ones are frustrating. Now is the time to have some of these great, great conversations. Um, I think in, in all times, um, we need to remind people about the power that they have within them. Um, <clears throat> you know, a lot of two logical clients know uh, uh, how we frame up uh, the four cornerstones of wisdom and how every human owns them. And, and the first, of course, is unlimited potential. Everybody has the ability to get better week over week. Um, uh, in their roles, whether they're personal or professional roles. Uh, unless we have a brain injury or a brain disease, we have the gift of unlimited potential. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's born to all. Um, the, the fact that mistakes are actually a good thing and it's the primary way we learn and perfect is through trial and error. 
um, and, and looking at mistakes the right way, past or present mistakes, looking at them the right way, that other cornerstone of wisdom, uh, as well as the ability of turning weaknesses into strengths. You know, we were born without any strengths, and we now have thousands of them, thousands of things we're good at doing. They all started out as weaknesses. Every weakness um, or every strength we now have starts out as a weakness, and we're really good at turning weaknesses into strengths, and, and now is maybe the time for that. Um, and, and, of course, uh, that fourth cornerstone of wisdom, as we teach it, it is really tight deadlines. It is being under-resourced. Uh, it is having less headcount or less budget than we'd want that really does tap into innovation and creativity, just like difficult times. So reminding people that they have the four cornerstones of wisdom and then drawing out how they've applied them in the past and then how they can apply them now, I think is a huge and very clear and specific uh, exercise that can be done. And, and lastly, you know, uh, kind of like I mentioned before, having conversations about our high payoff activities. Every role has between five and seven key activities that somebody must master before they master their role. Talking about those high payoff activities and actually asking uh, our, our colleagues, our direct reports, how would they assess themselves on a scale of one to 10? How would they rate their ability to execute this activity? And then, you know, if they gave themselves a seven, um, you know, why isn't it a nine or a 10? And, and, and why isn't it a, a, a three or a four are great follow on questions. So these are some of the, you know, real clear and specific tactical uh, exercises that, that great leaders can be doing right now in these difficult times um, uh, with their team members. Yeah, I, no, I, I think those are, those are great things. I particularly like, you know, you talked about, it really is, you know, times like these where so much is, is changing. There's so much to adapt to uh, in, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of ways, a lot of the business world has, has frozen. Um, but it really is to, to look at it as a license to have conversations that maybe you haven't had the time to have uh, in the past, or even that you felt like were a distraction in the past, or, you know, any of those kinds of things right now is a license to have those conversations, to have the conversations with people about what different things that they could be doing or how they could be getting better, or, you know, really to have a license. It's a license to have a, the crazy conversations of the, the what ifs of why not, you know, with, with everything going on right now, hmm. why not shoot for something bigger? Why not, instead of 10% <laughs> increase, why not think of completely reinventing ourselves? Yeah, it is, you know, and what else we got to do? Um, yeah, well, why exactly. not? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we don't want to let somebody else recreate uh, the next iteration of, of our own reality. That's our responsibility. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. All right, John. Um, so I think this was uh, was super helpful. Um, before we kind of uh, we wrap up for today, are there any other things that leaders should be thinking about or should be mindful of uh, when they're leading their teams? You know, in, with throughout this the coronavirus crisis or in turbulent times in general. Yeah. Now, well, yeah, you bet. Um, <clears throat> You know, and, and, and sometimes um, all we got uh, is, is our own example. 
So I want to remind everybody about how we are focusing our own mental and physical energy might be the most important and most overlooked step uh, that we should be taking as leaders right now. Because our, our behavior is always an example to others. So really being aware of our, our leadership game uh, is important now. And that's real basic, simple stuff. Let's have the highest manners. Let's be polite. Let's be respectful to all. And it's even harder in these times uh, than it is in, in normal. So, you know, that's, uh, reminding everybody about staying above the line and exhibiting those higher levels of human emotion is probably one of the most important messages we could send uh, at home and at work. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, second, when, when, when trying to, to lead others and helping them through uh, times like these, um, our direction, our guidance should be really clear and specific uh, instead of vague in general. Um, you know, vague generalities will lead to um, mixed messages, disconnects, um, uh, and, and, and more frustration uh, than uh, and, and confusion that's already happening. So being, you know, very clear and, and a, a very simple approach to that is, hey, it's real, real difficult now and we can complain all we want, but that doesn't mean we should complain. But here's a take. Maybe we can complain on one condition that we actually, after we complain, work together to come up with the, at least two suggestions about what to do about it. So as you, as you know, we, we call this simple exercise, uh, we give no complaints without suggestions. So it really does not only allow them to vent a little bit, um, but also it quickly uh, uh, pivots their mindset to what can we do about it? <clears throat> so that's, that's kind of a, a, a nice thing that we can do. Another specific um, direction we can give our folks is reach out to five customers to see how they're doing or colleagues, internal customers. So um, here, here's a couple other specifics. You know, we talk a lot about goal setting and how a manager can help their folks goal set. So uh, we call one of those exercises, be, do, have, working with your folks to help them create a be, do, and have list. What are the things they want to be, do, and have in, uh, in their career or even outside their career? I think particularly now with everything going on, you know, kind of like we talked about before about why not, um, you know, the, the be, do, have is a, a phenomenal exercise for people to be thinking about right now because with everything going on, you know, people have a lot of quiet time, a lot of time to really reflect on what is it in their life that they want, um, you know, professionally or personally when it comes to their relationships. And a lot of times it's so difficult to do, to really think about those things and have the quietness when so, so much, so many things are, are happening, you know, when life is so busy and, and things are getting thrown at you all the time, it's hard to really get quiet enough to reflect on what are the things I want to, to have, who's the person that I want to be, what are the places I want to go or things that I want to do. But now is a great time 
for I think all of us to really be, you know, take advantage of the the quiet life of quarantine to really get still and think about those things for ourselves. Yeah, no, it's 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 a kind of like a gift uh, you could call it mm-hmm. um, that we we have this kind of forced uh, reflection time. Along those important conversations that maybe have been neglected is is career path conversations that leaders can have with their folks. Um, you know, three years from now, what role do you see yourself in? Five years, ten years, and just going down that path. You know, all professionals, uh, especially if they're tenured with their organization, have really um, closed some belief and skill gaps uh, on their professional journey or they would not have risen. They would not be a contributing member. Um, so having conversations about, you know, how somebody has, uh, uh, you know, taken some less than optimal beliefs about themselves or their role or their company or their industry and closed them, made them better, as well as, you know, if somebody was a four or five a year ago on executing a certain high path activity and, and now they're a seven or an eight, that's a massive improvement. Um, reminding people or drawing out those ideas, I think, is is, is most important. So, uh, Sean, I want to I want to leave you with a, a very interesting thought, and this this comes from uh, Bill Bryson, who is um, he is uh, an American British author, and he writes a lot of, about a lot of different subjects, and he does it in in a in a kind of a humorous way. Uh, so I'm a big fan of of, of Bill Bryson. Here, here's what Uh, he said about each and every one of us. And I think it's important for us to really think about these words. So here goes. Not one of your pertinent ancestors was squashed, devoured, drowned, starved, stranded, stuck fast, untimely wounded, or otherwise deflected from its life's quest of delivering a tiny charge of genetic material to the right partner at the right moment in order to perpetuate the only possible sequence of hereditary combinations that could result eventually, astoundingly, and all too briefly in you. So first of all, I just love that. It, it kind of speaks to how so many things had to align for each one of us to be here and to remind ourselves about our ancestors that came before us. So I want to leave you with this thought. What a great honor for you to be here now and to have the ability to make a positive difference for your family and colleagues during these times. And when you do, when you be that positive difference, that leader, what a great way to honor your pertinent ancestors too, because they survived a whole bunch of pandemics to make it possible for you to exist. So I just, I, I just love that concluding thought, Sean. Yeah, no, I think that's, I think that's great. A lot had to align and 
uh, for, for all of us to be here today. And, um, and you know, humanity survived. Humanity's always survived. We, we have the genetic material um, because it's been refined over every generation of those that came before us that has brought us to this. So this uh, is, we're ready. We, we've been preparing for, for generations uh, for this now. And, and I think all those that came before us, we are, we are getting ready to honor them. So at least that's the way yeah. I'm looking at it. I like it. I like it. All right. Thanks, John. You're welcome, Sean. Thank you. The Motivational Intelligence Podcast is produced by the award-winning team at Two Logical, the world's leading expert in motivational intelligence and one of 2020's top 20 leadership training companies in the world, as recognized by training industry. As a result of the challenges popping up from COVID-19, Two Logical is doing something unique for a limited time. With podcasts more popular than ever and a suddenly remote workforce, Having your own internal podcast might be one of the best things you can do for your people and your organization right now. We're offering to produce a free internal podcast for you, no strings attached. This will be a private podcast available exclusively to your employees, co-branded with your company, produced by our top trainers and completely customized to your organization. We can only do this for five organizations and once the slots are filled, they're filled. So if you're interested, get your name in early and fill out an application at twological.com.